to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, last Sunday I began my series on Beyond the Blessed Life, God's Perfect Plan to Overcome All Financial Stresses. And with the urgency is even becoming even clearer to me as of today is that it, we're going to have to walk in the supernatural in our finances. We'll have to walk in the supernatural in just about every, uh, in all aspects of our life. But the finances is very critical. So why don't you say that, Dr. Davis? Well, I've already had two friends ask to borrow money and I had to turn them down because God is rewiring me to handle money in a, in a better stewardship. And the first thing that's coming in my mind is I need to set up a bigger benevolence fund um, for people. But what I would really like is for people to come to the Sunday, Sunday school class at 9 a.m. at All Nations Church on Cheryl Road, right across the street from Fun Station, around the corner from Chuck E. Cheese. I would like for you very much to come to the Bible study on Beyond the Blessed Life. The book was written by Dr. Robert Morris, and the foreword is by Dave Ramsey. So this is a very, very good book, and this will be my second time through this book. And even reading it the second time, I've gotten more insights, more revelation about the importance of this. So I have an urgency in my spirit to get this word into the body or out to the body of Christ quickly because it's going to get darker and darker. And people are going to wonder why everybody else's finances is going down the tubes. Why are you still able to function and do well? Just like when the curses hit Egypt, they didn't hit Gosha, right? So that's where the Israelites lived. That's where the Jewish people lived. So it's going to be like that for um, Christians. However, you've got to be discipled in the principles of how to handle your finances. So I'm going to share um, highlights um, from this um, teachings Every um, Friday at noon. So for those who could not make it, they will still get get the some of the essence of what the Holy Spirit is trying to get to his people about our finances. I know people are talking about buy gold and buy silver and all this kind of stuff in my spirit. I'm looking at buy a farm, <laughs> get some land, grow some food, have your own um, livestock. That's kind of where I'm looking at right now. Um, you can't eat gold. But anyway, okay, so um, maximize the impact. That's chapter one. Maximize your impact, minimize distress. And of course, um, Dave Ramsey, his um, forward, and basically, um, he. Um, was basically listening to um, Dr. Robert Morris himself as he, you know, got out, you know, into his teaching. And now he has a whole industry on getting out of debt and having the abundant what? Life. So um, 
He said that Pastor Robert taught him, Dave Ramsey, a lot about money because the Bible talked about, about money a lot. And what people don't seem to understand is Jesus, well, let me back it up. You hear there's like two main perspectives. There's the poverty mindset. Money is bad. Money is evil, blah, blah, blah. There's the prosperity mindset. Um, money, if you, if you rich and wealthy, then you got the approval of God. But Jesus mindset was provision mindset. And so, you know, the people that have um, listened under his Dr. Robert Morris leadership, um, Larry Briquette, um, Ron Blue, Howard Dayton, you know, um, and on and on and on. So there is some principles that we need to understand. And what's great about Beyond the Blessed Life, the blessed life teaches us about the heart of generosity. This is where you can't outgive God. The most, some of the most wealthiest families in the United States and in the world um, understood this. And like the Rockefellers, by the close to his death, he was almost tithing 100%. Kraft, the founder of Kraft Cheese, he was tithing almost 100%. Um, it, you can't outgive God, right? So it teaches you about the heart of generosity. But if you are not a good steward, if you have more than what you spend, then you can't give. And this is where the problem comes in. People are not budgeting. They're not, um, they're givers because my whole family the gift of giving and the gift of sacrificial giving, but it has to be under being a great steward. That means you don't take your rent money and give it to somebody else because of their sob story. You pay your rent, but if you have extra money left over, then you can help people. So this is where we had get into trouble, especially that God is working on me in this area because where I have the most difficulty is now with my children. You know, you don't want your children to suffer. You want your children to prosper. You want your children to make it. And when they have a need, you want to be able to meet that need. And unfortunately, sometimes parents have a tendency to give extremely sacrificial when it comes to their kids. And God wants us to give out of abundance, even to our kids. So you cannot give out of abundance if you are not a good steward. So basically, the blessed life, the beyond the blessed life teaches us about the margins, teaches us about um, making sure that we don't spend more than what we have. This is where the credit card world has really taken advantage of the people and student loans and all of those things, all these loans and all those things, you know, is um, something else. So if you don't have it to give, you can't give. So that's kind of where we are now when we're talking about beyond the blessed life. So blessed life explains the importance of generous giving. That's where Solomon was and many other great people. But beyond the blessed life focuses on 
the most important leg, which is biblical stewardship, right? And one of the most important things that came out when I reread this the second time around is that I'm a bank. And and my I got a body that I have to be a good steward over. I have a soul that I need to be a good steward over. And I have a spirit that the Holy Spirit is sealed. And that's already under great stewardship. It's under the stewardship of God himself. So stewardship is bigger than money. And money, the other thing that came out of it, is money is the least, the least for God. It is the tester. Money is where God tests your heart before you go on to the bigger things. Well, you say, well, Dr. David, what do you mean by bigger things? I mean, Steve Jobs would have given up everything he had to have another year of life. Big things are curing people from cancer. Jesus, by his stripes, we already healed. Right. But you have to you have to know this and believe this and walk in this. And how are you going to believe God can heal you of cancer and you can't tie 10 percent of your income? You see where I'm coming from. So basically, I, that's one of the things that really hit me hard when I was reading it this time is that we are a bank and God tests us with money which is the least. And if you're not a good steward of monies, then God is not going to give you any more money. And he clearly says, well, if you don't handle your money, he's going to take away what you have, right? Like the guy with the one talent. So stewardship is critical. Now, wow, that's so unfair. No, that once again, this is out of the love and the mercy of God. If you look at people that have not been trained on how to handle finances, okay, they will end up destroying themselves and other people because all these bird of praise, all these relatives, all these people with get rich quick schemes, all these entities are going to flock around you and you got to be able to protect the money. You got to have discernment of spirits, right? So I was listening. Um, um, Jeff Bezos, um, former wife, she's about to give, I think, $250 million away, a million to 259 profits. And one of the criterions that she is requiring is that you are, have a million, that you have handled a million to $5 million. Why? Because she wants to know, can you protect your money? Can you manage your money? Can you handle the money that she gives you? You know, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. People don't understand that, but money is a tester for God. My son, you know, sent me $50, you know, which I thought was awesome since I pay his vet bill every month, which is $60. But, when he sent me that $50, I tied immediately $5 off that 50 and $2 for, for offering. Why? I'm not legalistic. I just want to honor God in everything that comes through my hands. Well, Dr. Day, what about time? Yeah, what about time? Time is very important. Yes, yes, you must tithe your what? Your time. You, you know, you give, really, everything belongs to God. 
You belong to God. Your body belongs to God. Your soul belongs to God. Your spirit belongs to God. Your money, everything, all your stuff that you have belongs to what? God. So basically, Beyond the Blessed Life focuses on stewardship. And if you're not a good steward, then you can't be a generous giver. Right? So the Bible clearly teaches God owns it all, not just a tenth, but the tenth represents the whole. That's the other secret. That's the other revelation. Why do we give 10%? It's not, it's, it's just a percentage. It represents all of it. So basically, God blesses all of your finances when you give your 10. And I need all my finances blessed. As I tell everybody, I'm entering into what I call my miracle, miracle season where I'm no longer on um, university contract. I'm a nine month employee. So my contract does not pick up again until the fall. Right. So um, I'm basically totally dependent on God. And I've had some awesome things happen for me and to me doing those miracle times. And I'm in that miracle time now. And I just, it's just awesome to see how God loves us so much and he cares about us. But you need to clearly understand money is a test. One of the interesting things that, um, that I want people to understand is that the, the culture swings between the two extremes. Um, poverty mindset, money's evil, money's bad, and prosperity mindset. If you got a lot of money, then you are blessed by God. This don't work out like that. There's a lot of evil people with a lot of money. And then we'll talk about that too. Money, money is one of the, uh, the ways that Satan anoints his people, right? But unfortunately, when Satan gives you money, it comes with much pain and sorrow and sweat and tears. But God's money, when he sends you something, it comes without Toil and sweat It comes without sweat and tears So you want what God has for you And one of the things about the spirit of mammon Which is one of Satan's number one general Is that mammon is always trying to take the place of God And can never take the place of God Right? So you have to understand that So um, beyond the blessed light Helps us to navigate money Wealth and generosity From a biblical perspective it teaches you the tactical things that I love, like budgeting, saving, and getting out of debt. That's right, getting out of debt. And that's where I'm headed. I've gotten out of a lot of debt thanks to the, the grace of God. Student loans, my last set of student loans were wiped out um, through the program that um, Dr. President Biden um, and had put forth along with Congress. And I am so grateful because I was not a deadbeat. I paid off all my student loans from my undergraduate degree from the University of Miami. I paid off all my student loans from my master's degree from Stanford. I paid off just about all my student loans from my MBA from the University of Texas in Austin. Where I got, when I got hit hard was working on my doctorate at Baylor University. And so, and that was one of the reasons why my former husband divorced me because he just did not want to deal with my student loan debts. Okay. So beyond the blessed life helps you to navigate money, wealth, and generosity from a biblical perspective. It teaches you the tactical things 
that you that you can love and learn about budgeting and saving and getting out of debt. But it also shows you why all that has to be done with a spirit of contentment and absolute dependence on God. That's where we need to be. Contentment and dependence on God. Simply put, Pastor Robert teaches you how to stand on both legs of wise biblical finances. He shows you how to be a great steward so that you can become an outrageously generous giver. Without jeopardizing paying your rent, paying your bills, taking care of your family, taking care of your friends, you you got money left over when God can tell you, go hand her a total stranger a thousand dollars. Right? He lives it. This this is why I love this book because Pastor Robert Morris, he lives it every single day. And it, there's a power in teaching when that person actually walks, walks what they talk. And that's kind of where I'm going to head it for. Okay. So inspire, this inspires me where I want to be uh, my life and my, and the, my money was well, not my money. It's God's money. And it's not my life. It's God's life. I believe it will inspire you as well. So I'm going to share and, you know, Basically, you start here among the pastors, uh, men like Craig Goshla, pastor of American Largest Church Network, Life Church, Max Lakato, Rick Warner, Purpose Driven Life, Chris Hodge, Joel Osteen, and Brian Houston from Australia, right? And these people walk in this teaching and it's provision, it's a provision base, okay? Okay, so um, the re- this resonates with him powerfully, right? Basically, generosity. This is important because it grows out of our concern and our the prevalence of giving not to get. That's another thing that's in the church. Give to get. Oh, I'm giving because I'm going to get $1,000. No, it doesn't work like that. Some things money can't buy, right? But obedience, this is where this is all boils down to, obedience. Give to live or give to love. This is where we our hearts need to go, right? And so it was um, about teaching the congregation about generosity. This is why when people look at people that have a lot, they give a lot. They don't know. A lot of these people give. They don't know what is going on behind the scenes. Believers, we, the people of Christ Jesus, the church, we should be the most generous people on earth simply because our hearts are overflowing with gratitude to God. Right? Um, It was God who is opening up the doors for us because he wants us all, all of his people to experience the joy and the results from being a cheerful and extravagant giver. But you can't be a cheerful and extravagant giver if you don't have good stewardship. And one of the things you find out really quickly is that 
You can't outgive God. I remember a story. I might have been in Beyond the Blessed Life, but I thought it was so powerful. You know, um, Pastor Robert Morris, they 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 got it. They got the memo. They got the revelation. And so they're extravagant givers. They've given away cars, several cars. They've given away homes. They just give, give, give. And so Holy Spirit, now it's got to be prompted by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit told them, empty your reserves, empty your bank account, give away everything. And so he did that. And, you know, um, Pastor Robert Morris is sort of like a mathematical genius like his father. So he had calculate was calculating how much he gave away. And the Holy Spirit said to him, uh, what you doing? And he said, what do you mean? He said, what you doing? He says, okay, I was calculating. I don't think you're going to be able to beat this God. And God said, hmm. Next thing you know, the phone rang. Somebody called Pastor Robert Morris and said, God just told me to give you a plane, airplane, to give you the pilot, pay for the pilot's salary, to pay for your gas, to pay for the hangar, all of that. And God said, checkmate. You know, you cannot outgive God. But Pastor Robert Morris and his wife were not giving to get. They were giving out of obedience, out of being of the love of God. Right? So you just can't outgive God. Um, there are some things, like I said, that money can't buy. And that encompasses your health, your emotions, your relationships, and your finances. God wants you to be blessed in all of these areas. Um, a foundational assumption is this. We have to live within our means. Now, that is very interesting because a lot of people are not living with their means because this whole culture, this whole society is based on what? Credit card and credit card debt. So I'm looking forward to wiping out all my credit cards. I'm getting there. But we have to live within our means. I never forget when I first got my first big time job as a geophysicist. Um with mobile oil. It was awesome. But I ended up being the ATM, the bank for my family. Ended up paying every summer my mother's mortgage for like two or three months. You know, I think it was longer, the, the summer months because she was a teacher. So the summer months I paid my mom's mortgage. Um, I gave people lots of money, but was, but God kept trying to stop me from doing certain things, but I kept getting tapped. By the sob stories, the baby needs milk. We're just getting evicted. Um, we don't have food. All those kind of things. And so this is what, so God cut the spigot off. Oh, yeah. God cut the spigot off. I got laid off from mobile oil. And it was, it was very sobering. And I reached out to all those people that I had given Tons and tons of money to And not a single One of those individuals could help me Not one And so What it what God taught me was He said Edith I give them money I give you money They take their money They go to the boat They go to the casino They go to the racetrack They take their money And buy the red bottom, sh bottom shoes They take their money And buy these extravagant 
outfits that cost thousands of dollars or tennis shoes that cost thousands of dollars, right? And and what happened? You know, God was just talking to me. He said, and what do you do, Eve? If you take your money, you give tithe and offering, you save it, you put it aside. You don't go buy the red bottom shoes. You don't go to the casino. You don't go to the racetrack. You don't go out and buy a bunch of extravagant clothes and things like that. You don't even go out and buy extravagant cars, right? So he said, but what happens is because people know that you're a good steward, they know you got money. So what do they do? They come to you with, I'm about to get evicted. Um, a, a baby needs milk. Um, all these kind of things. And he says, you're in the way and I'm trying to train them up on how to be a good steward their money and you keep bailing them out. So do you get the memo, Edith? Do you get the revelation? And I have done a lot better. I'm doing a lot better. I still help people with the approval of the Holy Spirit. But one of the Achilles heels was my family, my kids. So I'm trying to get that under control. Everything under the leadership and stewardship of the Holy Spirit. So um, so we have to live within our means. Put, put it another way. You can't spend or give more than you have. And this is where people get into trouble, right? They, they, they have money, you know, but they, they want to spend that money and then they want to give their money away. Now, I know somebody personally, I'm not going to say their name, but that's their issue. They have money and they spend it and they want to give it too. You can't do both. It's very critical that you stay with, live within your means. Matter of fact, you want to live below your means so that you have margins to give. Okay. So. And God will always make sure that people who sow to others will have seed. That's a spiritual principle. God gives seed to the sower. So it's not all about you and, and your family. It's about being able to help others, widows, right? People that need your help. So you got to become a prudent manager. The ability to wisely manage wealth and material possessions is not a talent with which you are gifted at birth. It is a skill. And this is where the Rockefellers did, the Vanderbilts did, the Carnegie Mill, all these people, these wealthy craft, all these people. The only there was one family they didn't get it. And that was the Gettys. You know, J. Paul Getty and his kids. But the other families, they they made sure that their children understood financial, right? Financial Prudence, right? I remember one of the wealthiest um, bankers in the United States of America. Basically, he had a million dollars wrapped up in a brown paper and he had gave it to his son. I guess he wasn't even a teenager yet. He told him to hold it, feel it, you know. And so he taught his son um, the value of saving and having and this and his son. um Ended up becoming, um, I think it was J.P. Morgan, one of the most successful um, investors in America. He, you know, he had an eye for uh, deals and he could see, you know, uh, Warren Buffett. He's like that. You know, he has an eye for good deals. 
Okay, so what is a steward? Let's just find out exactly. Let's break it on down. A steward is entrusted with protecting, maintaining, nurturing, and or growing things. That's right. Growing things, a business, a farm, a household, or some funds that belong to someone else. You are a steward of your marriage. You are a steward of your children. You are a steward, right? And so this is where, you know, we have a judgment seat that we don't have a judgment over sin because Jesus died and wiped out all our sins as far as the East is from the West, right? Uh, so we don't have to worry about sin, but God will look at what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with your marriage? What did you do with your children? Right? What did you do with your relationships? All of that. God looks at all of that. Okay? And basically, he wants us to be prudent. And he wants us to, to, to the most precious assets to God is the human souls. Right? And so, I remember... Um, Pastor was tell Pastor Robert Morris told another story about how he has sat under, you know, this very at that time very successful evangelist, had an airplane and all of that. And he was out all week and, and him and Debbie, his wife, had just gotten married, so he was lonely. He missed her, she missed him. And when they got touched down, that pastor turned around and told Robert Morris to wax his airplane. So it was going to take Robert Morris all Saturday and part of Sunday morning to wax this man's airplane. So that means he wasn't spending any time with his wife. He was, he, he was not a good steward of Robert Morris. And then when he got back, he joked with him and said, oh, you know, I was just making building up your character. No, he was not a good steward of Robert Morris. And eventually, after the, you know he got what he learned, what he could from him, learned some things Robert Morris said he would never do himself to people. Um, he basically went down the tubes, lost his family, lost his ministry, lost that airplane, all of that gone because he was not a what good steward of Robert. More. See, God is very, very sensitive about stewardship of people, stewardship of the souls of people, right? And so I just wanted to share that revelation that God had given me. Oh, I could go on and on and on. Well, let me stop here because there's so much. Oh, there's so much, so many good things. But I will share with you um, as I go through these these. Um, Bible study sessions, I'll come back and I'll share them with you, and I pray that you will learn, and, I, and the other thing that God let me know was, He let me know that people who are attending this Bible study are going to see supernatural blessings in their finances and in other areas of their life by attending this class, Beyond the Blessed Life. Thank you once again for joining me on uh, Enter the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM Way 
Be your-